Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Keith over here, and I'm broadcasting live from a fantastic sunny January afternoon in our Pensacola studios here at Business Radio X. And I am joined today with uh, Tim Martin, who is from the Isaac Life Firm. And then, uh, of course, live stream and Facebook. Hello, how are you? We're glad to see you. Um, we're going to talk all kinds of cool leadership and, and, and improving your life. And really, I, how did you frame it earlier? You said uh, uh, you want to improve your environment. You got to start with yourself, right? Right, so, right, right. Hey, by the way, man, the coffee is good. It's not bad, right? It's good, I do man. good got, for K-Cups, yeah, man. K-Cups we'll is all right. We'll have to thank Colab in Florida West for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they provide it, so. Well, man, for those that don't know who you are, Tim, let's just give them, you know, give me a little rundown. Man, uh, it's good to be back in the old stomping grounds. Yeah. Old Peeville here. And, yeah. Uh, back Sorry down your school here. closed. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I, I did so bad there, they closed the school. You know, they mm-hmm. thought if we can't, you know, do anything with Tim Martin, we probably ought to just close the place down. Yeah, it's called uh, a day, huh? Yeah, shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to all the old titans there from Woodham High School and uh, where I went to high school here in Pensacola and, and grew up and. It's just good to be back. You know, uh, I got my start many years ago um, in local church ministry where uh, I served um, there for many, many, many years. Been in the people business my whole life. Yeah, I like that, the people business. I've been in the people business my whole life. It's a good point of view. Yeah, yeah. I I was fortunate to um, grow up with um, what I believe to be one of the best leaders that I've ever seen, um, both in home and in his profession. Mm -hmm. So. I had a good kickstart there and uh, learned a lot of leadership from my father, learned a lot about passion from my mom. And anybody that knows my mom can can say amen to that, you know. And so I uh, grew up here in Pensacola and uh, spent many, uh, many years, you know, uh, just working with people, trying to help people through their life and, and discover truth and discover, you know, peace and, and, and hope. Um, through the uh, through the gospel message, and you know, was really enjoying and doing that, and uh, served uh, churches, served two different churches, matter of fact, in the the Pensacola area, and then um, at one point on one day, you know, my life took a took yeah. a, a, a curve as, as ones usually do, yeah, 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 yeah a curve gotcha. curveball, and um, uh, some unfortunate things happen uh, in our family and our our life, and. And so, uh, it was a setback, Yeah, you know, it was a setback and, um, but we were able to, uh, also make it a comeback and came back and, uh, started, uh, working in a business that, uh, sooner or later purchased. Mm-hmm. And so I became a businessman and that's a culture shock. Isn't it? Oh man, it, it, it was, uh, but I enjoyed it, became a partner in another business and, you know, I enjoyed business and because there were people, Yeah, you know, I was able to, to lead and, and, and love on people and hopefully give them the best product that they, they could. Uh, I think that my time in the ministry prepared me a lot for the business culture because a lot of times in ministry, you're, you're managing and you're mm-hmm. working and you're moving people from point A to point yep. B. Yeah. And so. Usually under their own power, yeah, right? Because yeah. you can't do it for them. You got it, man. And so. Uh, did that for a while and then uh, ended up moving to Montgomery uh, outside actually a town called Prattville and uh, which is an awesome place and uh, spent a few years there back in uh, doing local church ministry mm-hmm. and uh, then after a few years there um, we uh, we suffered a, another setback and it was like okay cool. Here we go again. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, one of those people that probably would have been voted the least likely for something to happen one time, right. Let alone happen twice. It's like, you know, man, what are you doing? Yeah. So anyway, uh, but needless to say that, um, that put me on, on the track to, uh, what I'm doing now. Yeah. And, uh, through that process, um, I met a uh, young lady by the name of Melissa Isaac, who owned a law firm there uh, in Alabama, and uh, met with her. And she um, she challenged me and asked me, uh, "I want you to come and 
be a personal professional coach for me here. Yeah. Um, I want you to work with our clients and, uh, I, you know, I was kind of, have you looked at my life resume the last sure. year, you know? And, uh, she said, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I want you. So, uh, started, um, which, which, uh, said, which is profound to begin with, because here's a, here's a lawyer's office that's teaching the people to be better so that they're no longer clients. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and here's the thing too, her heart and passion was, is that, you know, she wanted people to have good representation. Sure. But she had done that family law for so many years, child custody stuff, seen the very gut mm-hmm. and the gory sure. of, you know, the, relationships. The dark side of life, yeah, yeah. That she wanted to provide uh, people restoration while they were going through the representation. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah. You know? And so what she did by doing that is that she separated herself from about 99.9% of yeah. all the other lawyers yeah. in the state of Alabama by doing that. Yeah. Which I'm sure just threw her popularity through the roof. Right. 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 Yeah. And doing that so it would equal results. So she wanted people not only having a good legal experience, but she wanted them to leave with a good life experience because she saw how divorce and she saw how relationship stuff could tear people down to the core. And after that was over, the divorce is finalized, mm-hmm. but many of them feel their life is finalized. Sure. And so uh, men come in the firm there, we, we, we coach people there, we give them uh, what they need to do. And because unfortunately, I've been through it before, I'm able to connect with them, not because of the degrees on the wall right, or not because of the coaching certifications, not because I'm a professor at a, at a university, but because I've been through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it goes from an event to an experience. Then. Yes. Yeah. So we're able to, to work with them. And then we started the Isaac Life Firm, which is a personal and professional coaching firm uh, that we have there in Montgomery. and it puts us in contact with coaching people personally and professionally, you know, literally all over the South. And so, well, why the name Isaac? What's the, what's the, the are they saying the, the letter stand for anything or is it? No, it stands for Melissa Isaac, who's the owner okay. and founder okay. uh, of that. And her people um, originate from North Dakota. It's really a cool story. You know, a lot of times out of people's pain, they find purpose, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so here's a young lady who grew up in the foster care system in North Dakota. Now, it's one thing to be a child and live a cold life in the foster child system. <laughs> yeah. Another thing yeah, to be in about 20 outside. 10 foot of snow. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've but, been to North Dakota, so yeah, I know. I'm man. everywhere. And so she fought through that. And all she wanted to do was to have her father be involved in her life and the courts kind of stood in the way of a lot sure. of that. So she goes in the army, um, was in the year, uh, was in the army for many years, gets out, gets a childhood psychology degree and does some of the child psychology mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then it was there where she started to discover the voids in the court system and how children were being the ones right. that were negotiated out of the process. And that led her into doing the doing family law. And from family law, she realized that, hey, we've got a bigger scale here. We can not only help people that are just going through this particular situation, right. we can use these situations and we can coach a lot of people who, uh, you know, are dealing with life, who need leadership things, who need company things, who need career things, who need personal and professional development things, just a smorgasbord of things that we can do to address in people's lives, their companies, uh, and their relationships, you know, through coaching. Yeah. So, so it's safe to say you're not working with just any one type of, uh, business or person or, or family. I mean, you're, you're coaching all kinds of and walks of life. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's colorful, man. It's like a box of crayons. I, mean, <laughs> I thought I, you had, so, so thought you were about to say chocolates. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no. It's like, I mean, it's like a, a, a box of crayons. We, yeah. we're, we, you know, we're, we're able to color on a lot of canvases with a yeah. lot of different colors. And, and I like that. And the reason I like that, you know, you hear a lot of people say today, you know, you need to, you need to find your niche or your niche, depending right. on what part of the country you're sure. from, you yeah. know, and uh, you need to get in your groove and that's what you need to do. Well, that's not been my experience. Uh, and that's not been our founder and owner's experience. Yeah. Um, you know, my experience has been life. It's been leadership. It's been career things. Mm-hmm. It's been 
corporate things, company things, strategy things with that. And so, you know, instead of being a pond that only is stocked with a few fish, we're kind of a pond and we've, we've got a bunch of different fish in there, yeah. but our pond is so big where they can all survive in it. Yeah, that know? works. And we're able to make a difference in uh, people's lives. But the real heartbeat of what we do is that we believe that we're able to help people reach their ultimate potential by giving value and giving vision and also giving them some type of win or, or victory in what they're trying to do or what they're trying sure. to become. Yeah. Yeah. Um, progress is what's going to keep you going. Right. I mean, yeah. we all want some form of, of reward to know that we're getting to better to the next step. Absolutely. Which is a huge Absolutely. mental thing. So Absolutely. What, um, what's it, I guess, how's this process work? Because, you know, I, I've, I guess maybe I'm a different breed because I've, I've grown up in the, in the sense of wanting to self-improve, wanting to do something better, wanting to know myself a little better or, or, you know, try something different. I know there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily as, as receptive as maybe I would be. So how does that process, how does it work? Well, you know, I'm glad you said process because it really, um, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) You know, when you talk about the coaching field, it is really something that, um, you know, I tell people usually uh, things get to the South, you know, uh, on time. It may not always be right on time, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the idea of coaching and how that can improve personal uh, life, performance, uh, achievement goals, uh, and also that in the corporate world, the professional world. Uh, has kind of been going on uh, outside the South for a while now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to California, which is a state rich in personal development, mm-hmm. professional development, if you go to some other states like that, uh, the concept of coaching, having somebody come alongside of you sure. is, uh, is, is, has been pretty popular. Um, it is starting to gravitate to the South, and it has. And the reason it's been so late soaking in is because of the concept that we have in the deep Bible Belt South. And most of the time, if someone has a need or they have a problem, there's two people they go to. They either go to a pastor or they go to a counselor. Sure. You know, because sure. that's just that's just what um what, you know, what was there, what and, you were taught, and what's exactly, available, right? You know, they're 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 like the one doctor that can treat all the symptoms. <laughs> and so and so, you know, you would you would you would go there and that's what would, uh, what would happen. And, you know, you would either, you know, they would send you on to somebody else or you would go to a counselor. And what happens is that I think out of this, a great void started to develop because it's true that some people in some professions can help stir things in your Mm -hmm. life and stir things in your mind. They can help you come to understand a lot of the why and they can under, help you understand a lot that's what's in the blender, sure. but they come short on being able to tell you what to do with it and how. Right, right. You know, a, a lot of times I tell people that uh, you got some professions that really, really, really answer the why question. Right. But what about the what question? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, one of the things I like about coaching is that we're able to move people from why to what? You By know? showing them how. Yeah. yeah. I, get, I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, man, I, I got all the data. You know, yeah, what I, do I do with I, it? I know all the why. You know, I know that this happens to me in childhood. I know that this happened to me. Um, I've got my fear of failure over my first business failing. And, you know, it's keeping me from stepping in the batter's box mm-hmm. and taking a big swing here. But, you know, how, what do I do? How, do I have to live in this? Yeah. You know, or can there be a breakthrough? And so I really believe that, that, that coaching has really become very, um, very attractive because of the components that you're able to use from the get-go that you're able to weave into using in personal, uh, you know, development mm-hmm. and professional development that sometimes, you know, you're not able to in other fields. You Such know? as like emotional assets or, or I mean, because that's really all you got at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. 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 And so, you know, when people come and they, you know, come to us for a consult, which is where everybody starts, we do a free consult. Mm-hmm. We, 
we we market that we tell everybody i mean you know you get like a free hour with you know with the coach i mean just basically they're you know telling everything i mean yeah. there's three things we try to get from them we we try to get their story everybody's got a story Sure. You know, yeah. we were we were sharing our stories I, a little bit. I'm in bit. the business of helping yeah, them I mean, tell it, man. We were so sharing our you. stories a little bit before yeah. this thing yeah. got going. And um, you know, the kind of some of the cool ways that you and I came together. And so um everybody has a story, you know. And then we try to find out, all right, in this story right now, what's your status? Right. Where do, yeah. Where, where where are you? Where are you standing? Get the yeah. GPS you here. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not talking about a year ago, right now. Yeah. Give it to me, uncut, unfiltered you know, vomit right here. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we get their status. And then from that, what we're able to do is, is that we're able to help them ascertain what are some challenges that they're going to be staring at to get where they want to be. Right. Do you find that, that people, do they know their status? You know, what, what happens is you find out that it's kind of like, um, the husband and wife traveling thing, mm -hmm. you're shaking your head. You know what I mean mm -hmm. about, hey, you're going somewhere and you get directions. Man's like, hey, I know how to get there. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, thank I, God I, for GPS. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, know, I know how to get Keep there. Keep them in out of gas stations for seven years. <laughs> the wife's saying, you got directions. And she knows by the way you respond, like, he didn't get yeah. directions. Yeah. You know, and so you're going back and forth with that. And you kind of feel like, you know, man, that you're going you know, maybe in the, in the, the right the way, yeah. you wonder though, if it's in the right direction. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? Gotcha. You're going the right way, yeah. but you wonder if it's going the right direction. And so, you know, it, it's kind of like that dialogue. It's it, somebody can come in and they say, well, you know, I, I, I really think I'm here, you know, now I, I know I may not be right on it, but mm -hmm. Hey, you know, Tim, I'm, I'm in enough. the ballpark right. of that. And then you have somebody that comes in they're so focused about what they want to do and the help they need is they, they, they've GPS GPS in on their location. Sure. They can tell you I'm right here right now, feeling this battling with this, right. hoping that I can do something with this. And so some of them are able to communicate it better than others. Um, and, and as, as you battle with anything, there's a lot of emotions that come in that really clogs people view of yeah. being able to adequately describe. I, I exactly would, I would say are. it's probably all of it, man. I mean, the oh, only, yeah. the only uh, what I said, I just had this conversation the other, the other day. The only reason that you are not where you want to be is you, right? I mean, it's at you. the end of the day, it's you. It's so. you, you know, and it's, it's just like I tell a lot of our clients, you know, um, there's awesome inside of you. You need to find it, live yeah. it. Find yeah. the awesome, live the awesome. You yeah. know, there's awesome inside of us. But a lot of times, life circumstances, uh, career circumstances, has a way of somehow clogging that view of our awesomeness. Sure. It has a way of kind of blanking in what the potential of what we think that can do. Yeah. And so, you know, you have some people that are able to help you zero in on where they are. And then you have some people that tell you where they think they are, and you're sitting there like, no, you're no. not. <laughs> yeah, like, I figured that would be the second part is that, you know, for those that they, you either know, or you're completely blind to it, or you know, and you're just not being honest. Well, you and know, you know what? That's the reason. Yourself. That's the reason why everybody, you know, they they need a coach. They they, you know, everybody thinks that you need a wingman. Uh, yeah, somebody to check yeah. you when you're out of balance. You know, you I know, get it. We we were not created to do life alone. Yeah, agreed. You know, and and when we try to do that, we put it in the ditch. Yeah, you know, when we try to do that, it it just it just goes south, and. What I like about coaching, you know, because for years, I mean, I, I, I did minister counseling. I yeah. did a lot of those things like that. And, and I'm not saying that counselors don't serve a purpose. I'm not saying that they don't have value. I'm not saying they don't help a lot of people. Sure. Matter of fact, there's some people that I coach that see both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Why know, not? They, they see a therapist and they come, yeah. you know, to me for some coaching things with that. Because there's times you just, you just need to vent. Well, right? you need to, and you need to just get it off your chest. And without, without, I just, I don't want any solutions. I don't want anybody telling me what to do next. I just want to get it out. Well, and what you can get from a coach is that you can get something that's very raw. Yeah. Something's very real. Mm -hmm. And like I told a client the, the other day, um, you know, uh, I was helping this, this manager in, in this company, uh, try to move on to brighten her horizons. Mm -hmm. And as a coach, you know, I, I give assignments, I do things. I say, here's stuff I need you to do. And so she had, you know, I've been waiting on something. And so, um, 
uh, I, I send a message. I said, hey, you know, where's it at? And she was, oh, laugh out loud doing everything else mm-hmm. like that. And, and uh, she made a joke about me being hard on. And I said, that's what you pay me to do. Yeah. You pay me. You hired me, remember? You, you called me. me. <laughs> yeah. You pay me to get you to do what yeah. you may not want to do, but it's what you've always wanted to do, so you can always have what you want. Exactly. You know, pure, pure, pure and simple. And so with coaching, one of the things that I like about it is, is that you tell people straight up, with coaching, there's accountability involved. It really is. Yeah. You know, now, sometimes in other professions, you know, people come to a session, you go through all those particular kinds of things. You got to be careful what you say. You got to be careful how far sure. you go or whatever sure. is. Politically correct but, or sugar you know, or whatever. When, when you're coaching, you know, when you're, when you're coaching, you're able to look at somebody and say, man, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you just call it, call it like you yeah, see it, right? You, you know, you're, you're, you're God, better. The world would be so much better you're if better, we all did that. Hey, <laughs> you're, you're, you're better. You're better than that. Am I not a better coach than that? Where you would go out. Yeah. And make a decision like that. Um, I joked with one of my clients one time and, and, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty real and raw. I'm pretty sure, sure. Out there in front. And, uh, uh, you know, and he laughs about it today. He tells the story and, and, you know, he, um, he was going through some things and trying to work some things out. And we were, we had a plan on how we were going to react and how we we're going to, you know, uh, instead of react, respond mm-hmm. to some things and what we're going to do. You know, we'll agree on it. So we're good on it. We're good, you know. And so anyway, um, he let me know it went just total opposite, you know. <laughs> you practice enough? You know, totem, totem opposite. And I have been, I have been working with this guy for like a while now. He trusts me. He, he knows me. And um, he said, what do you think? I said, man, you're an idiot. Yeah. He yeah. Said, and, he, and he looked at me and smiled. I said, but you know what? We can guess fix that. What? Guess what? <laughs> guess what? We're in the idiot business. Yeah. yeah you know, you so go. you're going to be all right, you know? And so, but hey, man, I've been that idiot. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've made, uh, I've, I've made those decisions, I've made those man, that I've need somebody to call me on mm-hmm. um, and somebody to help me. But, you know, when you look at people who really, um, their life is producing some results because of something they've invested personal development wise or professional development wise, mm-hmm. they will tell you that they were able only to come so far in their own abilities, their own strength, their own eyes right. and their own thoughts. When they brought somebody alongside of them, which is what the idea of coaching means, mm-hmm. they were able to get further and they were able to get things yeah. even better than they were before. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I think probably one of the biggest things that I've seen is there's the two ways to do growth, right? You've got somebody that coaches you and helps you see that next step and take that next step or you have some beautiful disaster that happens in your life that much like your stories that we were telling, both of us were telling that it, you don't realize what it is, but it's, it's the next phase and it's growth and it's almost forced because, because you, you weren't taking those steps. So to me, sometimes the coaching is probably less painful than the beautiful disaster. So, well, and sometimes too, you know, it doesn't always have the face of correction and rebuke. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, a lot of times, and most often, it has the face of encouragement and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of times I have to look at somebody and say, you know, you're hurting and it's a hurt, but you don't have to waste this hurt. Right. You right. know, um, yeah, you have, you just, you just lost $125,000 on a business deal you wish you had back. But, you know, this doesn't have to define you it's right. it's a defeat but it doesn't have to define you right. you don't have to be defined by this particular business move matter of fact is i did a uh, an, an article one time and it was about failure you know yeah. because i believe that's that's a prerequisite to success sure i've seen it in my own life i've seen it in a lot of people's lives and and the fact was is that i, I kind of did it off of a, a basketball thing with michael jordan you know who i know a lot of people yeah. A lot of people say a lot of stuff. A lot hey, of people still don't know who he is listen, because they're too young. I, I know. Isn't that I crazy? Know. But man, to this day, mm-hmm. best basketball player I've oh, ever absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Bar absolutely. None. Okay. I mean, I know everybody it, wants to bring up Kareem and my mm-hmm. my dad wants to bring up, you know, or all LeBron the, or all yeah, the, other guys all the Boston yeah. Celtics things. But Michael Jordan, come on. I mean, end, yeah. end of statement. And if but, you don't agree, then you need to go research Michael exactly, Jordan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, he had made a, a comment one time. And a lot of times you see it, you know, in certain quotes about, you know, how many how, shots, he how took. many shots he yeah. took, how many shots he missed, how many game winning things he missed. Yeah. And, and it's basically 
when you look at that, you're you're surprised that he failed. That well, much. as I say, the majority of his career was failure. Yeah, you, if, if you went by those statistics, right? You it, even going back to when he tried out for the basketball mm-hmm. team and didn't make it. Yeah. you know, and so it's all you know failure. And what I did is I took that and I said, if you're if you're a failure, you know, you may be on your way to the Hall of Fame. Right. And the fact is, is that Hall of Fame a lot of times is made up by failures. Who came back and kicked who, butt. Kick butt yeah. yeah, who came back and, you know, turned it into success. But you have, you have um, you know, people that, that uh, they sometimes have to be encouraged. You yeah. have to say, look, you know, the best is yet to come. Uh, you know, you can, um, uh, it, it's a setback. You determine if it's going to be a comeback. Right. So that's going to be another question I was going to ask is, what do you think is, or, or what do you think are the biggest fears that you find with people? that you've seen uh, of jumping into this kind of realm and, and taking this, this step. Talking about taking the step of coaching. Yeah. I think what happens the, the, a lot of the fear, let's just, let's split that between personal and professional. Sure. A lot of the personal fears that I see with coaching is, is that will this work because most of them have already tried something. Right. And they don't want to fail again. Right. Yeah. Most of them have tried everything the world has to offer. And still, they, they feel like they're, they're cycling, they're circling. They still feel yeah. that emotion. They still feel that feeling. They still feel all those particular kinds of things. And every one of us are driving by human needs. Sure. And, and so, you know, they come in and it's like, you know, is this really going to work? Mm-hmm. Or they have these preconceived ideas. Or, you know, the idea of coaching, what does that mean? Is that like a a dumbed down version yeah. of counseling or Is am I going to have to change everything about who I am? Yeah, or, you know, yeah, or whatever. Do I have to, I mean, am I getting a Jersey? Do I have to show up at the session? And <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 you're really, it's the fear of the unknown and the uncertainty centered around what that really is mm-hmm. about and what you're going to do with them over the next several months. Um, when I find that we do the consult with people, I find that even if, they do not become clients. They walk away with an idea of, okay, this is a little different. Right. You know, th- this is a little bit different and it's different by design. You know, it's different by design. And so you find the fear of people wondering, okay, if this is going to work. The other fear is, is that, you know, how, how, much, how much work am I going to have to put into sure. this? Yeah. I mean, come on, we're Americans, Let's right? Face it, the, 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 the less effort you got to put in, Man, the better off you're going to be, right? You know, it's, that, it's like water. <laughs> I want to take the least path of resistance, sure. you know? Yeah. And so what is Which this? may be the whole reason why you're not doing it right. Exactly. Or why it's not working in the first place, Exactly. Right? You know, what's it, um, you know, what, what am I going to have to invest time-wise? What am I going to have to invest, you know, money-wise? And I think the other fear that comes along that I find with a lot of our clients is, is this, and this is really important. How vulnerable yeah. and how honest am I going to have to make myself yeah. in this process? Yeah. And who's going to be watching when I do A it? lot of people fear that. Now, what I like to do in, in our, our session. You know, I, hold on. I don't, I don't know if they fear that or if they fear the judgment they think is going to come with it. Well, here's the thing. You know, it, that's already been a lot of their pattern. Yeah. You know? By and large, most of the people on the personal side that I've coached, um, they've beat themselves up more oh, than of anybody course. else. We were our own worst critic yeah. always. That's, that is by far the truth. You know, and it's like, here's the thing. Most of them, I'm like, okay, hey, look, all right, hey, come down off the cross here. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring yourself down. All right, quit making yourself a martyr. Mm-hmm. You know, quit blood. What do they say when the preacher kids say that? <laughs> yeah. You know, quit making yourself. Love, amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know? And so I said, you know, uh, you know, come down and, um, you know, you, you, you've probably been beating yourself up a, a, a long time. And so uh, a lot of people are going to, going to fear how vulnerable, um, do I need to make myself? How honest do I need to be, uh, about situations? And I think by and large, one of the main fears is that what's going to come up and what they're going to see that they may like or don't like that would require change that they're not sure they want to make. Right. Yeah. Because they're comfortable. Right. I had one person one time tell me my greatest fear is to know the real me. (laughs) 
I have heard that myself. You know? Yeah. Or, or yeah, the, their fear was, their fear was they're afraid that nobody was going to really know the real them. Well, and, and what you find, um, I do this thing, uh, with all my clients. I don't care who it is. Um, I don't care how much they make, how much education they do. Um, I always start with this, this, this exercise with them. And then I move over to this, uh, thing about, uh, situations versus solutions. And it's just basically a three circle concept that, that I've come up with. And most people that, that come to me, uh, they're in a situation. Mm -hmm. If you have a circle, they're inside that situation. That situation has got people in it. It's got problems. It's got headache, hormones, heartache, and heartburn. (laughs) You know, it's got a lot of that. And most of those people's situations are going the same direction all the time. You know, they're just, they're, they're, it's hard to, it's got momentum behind it to get a view of their life. It's like vision vertigo. Yeah. They they can't see it. It's like the old playground thing where, you know, you get on the other side of the, of the, of the playground and you have somebody run over here and they put a bat to their forehead and, you know, and they did all the drunk walking. Oh man. You know, whoever thought that was fun. (laughs) And so, you know, but that's their, their view of that. And they become so, you know, they just don't know. You've heard people say, I don't know what side's up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't see that. That that's a that's a that's a vision problem of where they are in a situation. So a lot of people come in and or they call because we do both person, but I do and I told you I, I mean I've yeah coached over phone and, and, and Skype six or seven states with people. Mm-hmm. There's people that know my voice that's never seen my face. Yeah, I believe you know? it. I mean I it just it. it just happens that way. And so um, you know, you have somebody coming in and most people when they come in personally they're focused on what the situation right they're focused on what's going on in it they're focused all on the details who's stirring it mm-hmm. what the problem is and everything else and here's what in essence what they're wanting to say they may have tried a lot of different avenues but what they're really wanting is to see if i can fix their situation right okay all right and i know they're wanting me to do that and if i allow them every session we have will be about the situation right It'll be about her. It'll be about the boss. It'll be about the kids. Right. It'll be about. And it'll be about you fixing it. Yeah. And it'll never get fixed. It'll be about my mom who made my diapers too tight and, <laughs> and put pastels on the wall when I was an infant. You know, it, <laughs> painted it, my room pink when yeah, it should be blue. Yeah, it's all about the situation. If here, here, Keith, get this. If I wasn't in that situation, I wouldn't be feeling the way I'm feeling or doing what I'm doing. Right. It's the situation. Right. And so if I let them. All the time, they'll come in and talk about the situation until I finally look at them and say, your problem's not the situation. It's you. Your problem's you. Yeah. Here's the problem. Nobody likes to hear that no, either. <laughs> no. And here's the thing. Even, even if the problem is not solely you, you don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't back out of it yeah. and see what is going on. Yeah, you don't have the 30,000 foot view. No. So what I do is I told him, I said, here's what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is, you know what I'm going to do for an hour a week or an hour every other week? What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull you out of that situation. Now, this can be a marriage. It can be a situation at the job. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, um, some hurt. It can be a lot of different things. Sure. I'm going to pull you out of that situation. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on the most uncomfortable thing in the beginning that you don't want to focus on, sure. and that's you. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is it about you that put you in that situation? Mm-hmm. What is it about you that's causing that situation to not go linear from point A to point point B, but get circular? Yeah. You and know. Just stay. What is it about that? And so we we focus on that, and that's when sometimes, man, we go back a little bit in the history and find out a little bit about growing up and going these things yeah. and certain things that has caused things to trigger throughout their life and cause them to do that. And, and we work on, we work on that. And then what we do is that after we look at self, then we go over and we look at the solution. Now here's the key. I did a, an article not too long ago on uh, situations versus solution leaders. Okay. You know, which one are you? Are you a situational leader or a solution focused leader? Yeah. A lot of people today are situation focused. All right. Sure. They're reactive. Go stand by the coffee pot, man, in the, in the, in the <laughs> local office. Yeah. What do they do? They thrive off situation mm-hmm. to situation. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever is solution focused. There's two different things. 
And just like you'll find in the professional world, in the personal world, you will never find the solution inside the situation. Sure. You will always find the solution inside the person who's inside the situation. Right, right. And when you get someone to understand that and they're able to see that, they may go back into that situation and it may not change, but they change. Sure. Sure. It, and their choices have changed. Their and, choices yeah, have changed yeah. and their response to how things are going yeah. on. Now, some of them may say, I'm tired of this madness. I want to move on. I'm getting myself out of that uh, in order to move on. It could be a toxic relationship. It could be a place uh, where their vision and values corporately yeah. or whatever is yeah. not jihawing, and they need to change, change, uh, change direction. So what, so, so back to the, your, in your beginning statement, you know, and that's a lot of the personal side. What do you, what do you find, what, what's the difference between the professional side when it comes to all of the, the, the coaching mindset, I think? Well, I think it comes down to this and here's the story I told you yeah. that I wanted yeah. that I was going to tell you today. Um, a couple of years ago, it's been several years ago. Um, I was getting ready to, um, give a talk, you know, and, uh, I had been noticing uh, these different patterns and things that go on in people's lives. And that's always been something that I've been able to do pretty easy, figure out patterns yeah. and figure out strategies. Cause we all have routines, exactly. even, even when it seems like we don't. Exactly. And so, you know, what I was noticing is, is that if, if you could really at that time come up with a word or two to describe what most people lives were feeling, their career was feeling, they would say stuck. Okay. I feel stuck or they say stagnant Sure. or feel like I'm going nowhere. How many, how many times have you uh, heard that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All the time, right? Yeah. And so um, I had all this stirring inside of me, you know, and I was thinking about that because, you know, the line of work in the people business, people have problems, you know, and, and people are messy. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be, good, that's a, that's a nice gentle way to put it. If you're going to be in the people business, you better like a friend of mine, bring your boots. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets messy, all right? And so I, I was, you know, what is it that I can do or, you know, how I like to use creativity? What is it that I could, could, could you know, give somebody a picture of that will exemplify what their life is and yeah. what the tension and conflict is and what's the resolution, you know? I mean, you want to give people solutions. And so, you know, I was... Uh, I got that uh, invitation to go to the mall with the family. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's a hell on earth, <laughs> that, that's yours. That's that's mine. <laughs> the mall. Yeah, you know, I, got you. I mean, I don't know what it is <laughs> about standing there and just hearing uh, racks go. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever it is, or you know, I'm what I'm. Hey, Keith, I am a mile and a half from Bass Pro Shop up in Prattville mm -hmm. in my home, and. If I go to Bass Pro Shop, I, I'm going to buy something. Sure, you know. Sure. And if otherwise I'm not, you can get lost in the black hole. If I'm hole. not going to get something, and there's going to usually probably be a shirt for four ninety nine, mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick that up. Right. I got to have something to show for. Sure. You know. But this idea of going and spending eight hours and coming back with nothing, I, I just don't understand. It's like Walmart. You can't walk in there without you, spending a hundred bucks. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And it goes fast. You yeah, know. Yeah. And so anyway, I, I I went to the to the mall, and so I did the. I did the, the thing that any leader of their family should do. I said, you know what? I'm going to stand right here. <laughs> Hold you, down the fort. <laughs> you guys go out to the far countries and you guys go out to the other lands. Mm -hmm. And when you come back here, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be right here. Yeah. And, and I'm on people watch, you know, I mean, you can get all kinds of illustrations just sure. watching people. And so, you know, they went off and did their separate things. Well, at that time, you used to have pet stores in mm -hmm. that was the, the mall, remember? That, that's you where know? you waited. Yeah. yeah. You, it was you, either that or the food court. Yeah, or arcade or something yeah, like yeah. that, you know? And so I said, I'm going to go up there. And, and um, you know, I saw something the other day that kind of sparked my mind, maybe, of how I could illustrate what's going on, mm -hmm. this truth that I hope could transform in people's minds. And so I went in there, and, you know, you walk in there, and they, they have all the different pets they're usually the dogs are there yeah. and have all this thing yeah. well when i come in there there is this hamster cage right there in the middle yeah. and all these people are standing around it. you know i'm like what's the commotion you know mm -hmm. i looked over there it's a hamster cage all right it wasn't I, dead was it no when i get up 
when I get up to the hamster cage, all these people are being entertained. Okay. And so I get up to this hamster cage, Keith, and I'm looking there and I'm like, dude, I don't know what this hamster did right, but to get promoted to Hamsterville here, Mm -hmm. where he is living in the Taj Mahal, and he has not only this big, incredible hamster house, but he has all this playground full of equipment and and everything else. I mean, whatever he did, I mean, you know, that's what you want to be Mm -hmm. doing in the hamster hamster world. He was elite. (laughs) And so... He would come out and what he'd do is he would go over to that infamous hamster wheel, mm-hmm. you know, and it's something about a hamster being on the wheel that people liked. It just, people just gravitate to, you yeah. know? And so he gets on that wheel and I'm watching there and man, he is going, he is kicking chicken. I mean, he is just getting after, getting after and getting after. And it's like, everybody's like entertaining, like. You know, people are like, when's he going to get off this? Right, you right. Know, this guy, yeah. th- this is a marathon hamster here. You know, he's just going and going and going and going and going. And all of a sudden he stops, you know, it's almost like shows over, drive mm-hmm. safely, you know, good night. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Don't forget to tip your bartenders yeah, or waitresses. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so he gets off and shows over. I mean, he was sh- done. Sh- shows, shows over. He gets a little hamster food thing, goes back into his, go back to his house. And, you know, everybody parted it but i just kind of stayed there mm-hmm. and and i walked away and i started thinking about what i just witnessed and what i just saw mm-hmm. and here was a hamster who got on a wheel and started putting in an immense amount of motion yeah now what i noticed is all the motion and energy that he put into something he got off at the same place he started. Sure, sure. All right? And so how frustrating that would be to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, as a, as a hamster. And I, I know I'm sure it is to him. Yeah, it was I, an end to a means. And I know people. A means to an end. Yeah, I know people say, well, we got to, humans have that. It's called a treadmill. You yeah. know, I, I, I get that. But even when I would work out on the treadmill, um, I had to have something in front of me. Yeah, You know, sure. just the idea of just, Doing that with those sites couldn't couldn't handle it. But you know, here he had been doing all this motion. Okay. Gets off at the same place. And when I went away from there, and this is a this is something that I have found to be true in the personal realm of coaching and in the professional realm of coaching, whether it is a mom, whether it is a successful businessman, or whether it's a you know, a company or a corporation, mm-hmm. whether it's a group or an entity, here's what I, here's what I find. That really is a picture of where so many people find themselves in life, in their leadership, in their companies, in their relationships. Because at the end of the day, what that was an illustration of, that was an illustration of a lot of motion, but no movement. Right. Yeah. Which could be a metaphor for so many people. A lot of motion and no movement. and. You know, when I, when I break it down and you find it in parts of your life or your professional life or whatever, mm-hmm. when you've got a lot of motion and you don't have any movement, that usually equals meaningless. Sure, sure. Things start, start to get meaningless. But when you have motion and you have movement, things get meaningful. Right. So the difference between life on less or life on full, right? you know, professional life on less or full comes down to what kind of movement you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if when you, when I give that illustration to people, they, they, they like that, that's, that's it. Right. I'm putting all this motion in this relationship and I'm getting yeah. nowhere. Well, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that progress is the biggest reward. Oh yeah. If you can show that you from point A to point B, I don't care what it is that you're doing. That is the number one indicator for most people to say, okay, I'm going to keep going because I'm, I'm progress. Right. You know? And I find today that it's far less that people are putting forth motion. Yeah. If they're putting forth motion in the motion that they're putting forth in something, they feel like they're not getting anywhere. Right. Um, I find that with even people who are senior managers that I coach that they're trying to rally their division. I put all this motion in this. I put all this thing in, man, we can move this and move yeah. this. It's just not happening. And so, you know, the frustration that can come from that and the sense of failure can debilitate some people's, yeah. you know, idea of themselves or the idea of the best future ahead of them. 
Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's just, it's not even what you're putting in. It's what you need to find out what they want put in, you know? Well, you're exactly right. And what it, makes you tick? I, that's, that's always a question I've always asked. What makes you tick? It, right. You know, at the end of the day, what gets you out of bed tomorrow morning? Well, you know, and, you know what I find is that I find that most people, um, you know, if, if, if there's something that I say that I could try to coach for, uh, or if I teach for, no matter what it is, person, company, individual manager, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I like, I like to coach for the, for the it factor. Um, I like for our firm, the Isaac Life Firm, to coach for the it factor. Uh, the it factor has two variables to me. Uh, first of all, it has the I factor, which is information, mm-hmm. you know, but then it has the T factor, which is transformation. We, we have a lot of information today. There is more access to information than ever before yeah, through the, the speed of light. We were talking about technology, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, Google, whatever it is, you can, you can find information. Now, isn't it, isn't it amazing, though, that we're living in a culture that has never had more quicker access and availability sure. without even a cost many times to mm-hmm. information, but lacks so much transparent transformation that yeah. they don't know where to go and what yeah. to do. Okay. okay. And so, you know, for me to be experiencing it, for the it factor to happen in my life, for the it factor to happen at my company, for the it factor to happen in my leadership, for the it factor to happen in my career, I have to be able to take in information, but I've got to be able to find the way to transform that over into transformation because that's what I get my movement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can have all the information, all in the, the data world, you need, but if you don't know how to read it or do something with it, but if it's not doing anything and I'm not acting on it, yeah. you know, then I'm not going to experience that wow factor, it factor that I'm looking for. Yeah. And everybody wants to it factor, Keith. Oh, I believe it. Everybody I believe does. It. I believe it. And, and so, and then that's why they need to call you. Right. <laughs> so that's why, they, that's why they need to, that's why they need to call I mean, us. They we, need to call Dr. T that or was wide open, whatever, man. That, was wide open. that was a softball. Let's put it in the upper deck, man. I when, uh, When's your next speaking engagement? Um, you know, I've got some things that I'm working on coming ahead. I just actually finished one this past Friday with some coaches in Atlanta uh, that I did. I, uh, I did a, a presentation there and an interview. Uh, I think it's coming out on uh, YouTube in February uh, on actually public speaking. Yeah. You know, communication. Yeah, you were saying it's a, that's, that is their biggest fear. More than death sometimes. Hey, man, listen. The number one fear in America is public speaking. It's crazy. Death is number five. <laughs> Loneliness is number seven. Yeah. Okay. Your, your, your eyes is already doing the math. Yeah. yeah. If it came down between dying and speaking in public yeah. in front of some people, they would rather die. That's crazy. Than speak publicly. Yeah. Matter of fact is that would be a slow <laughs> death for some people. Instead of, you know, gas chambers mm-hmm. and electric chairs, Let's do this. Let's take some people out there and make them speak publicly (laughs) and, 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 and watch them and watch them die. But yeah, I I was talking to a group about that because, you know, recent statistics came out that 69% of managers have said now that they don't think that they had the skills to effectively communicate to those they're leading. I could, I could see that. I can understand that. You know, and, and and I have, you know, like I was telling you before in the, the culinary career side of my life, um, with large crews of people, it's, it's a challenge when you have to start translating some of the things that you're trying to get to them to multiple ethnicities or people or education levels or, uh, you know, different environments they've all grown up in. But one of the things that the most amazing things I found is when I just shut up and stopped talking and really just started listening. Right. You know, right. and then you find out if you listen to hear what, what makes people tick. And, and then I luckily had a little bit of God-given tact, I think, so which has allowed me to socially engineer some of the places that I was working in. But um, it's a skill, and, and I, I can understand that. I can it is As a manager, as a leader of a team, listen to your people because that's the only way you're going to get through. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, um, I've been blessed throughout my life to have some successes, but I've been even blessed more to have some failures. Yeah. That you learn from, at least. Yeah, yeah, and I think that the reason that I'm able to coach and the reason I'm so passionate about that 
you know, helping people in the breakthrough business is because the fact is, is that, um, you know, I have failed. I know where I failed as a leader. I know where I failed, um, you know, um, as a father. I know where I failed in all these different things, you know, that make up life. And people wonder sometimes, you know, y'all call it the Isaac Life Firm. What, what is that about? Because we're, we're about trying to help people wherever their life is. I mean, we have personal life, professional life, career life. You know, no matter where the culture is, right. we got life going on there, you know. And uh, I tell somebody sometimes when they tell me the story, man, you got a case of life, don't you? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and we're, we all can, uh, we all can avoid <laughs> it's that. It's a disease and nobody gets out alive. Nobody gets out alive, <laughs> man. Nobody so. gets out alive. Well, um, I'll tell you what, man. First of all, this has been a fantastic afternoon and we've had some really good conversation. Unfortunately, we're going to bore everybody because we're at our time. Pretty that's, much, so. that's, that's great, man. Thank you for having me on the yeah, show. Absolutely. One of the coolest dudes I know, man. Oh, thank you. I, I, I appreciate love, that. love what you're doing here. If, uh, if people are interested in finding out some more, where can we send them to? Uh, they can go to, um, you know, our Facebook page that we have uh, there, which is uh, Isaac Life Firm Coaching and Life Services. Uh, also, uh, they can, um, we're available on the Lineable Network, you know, uh, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we have a page there. Uh, also, you know, they can, um, you know, call our, uh, our, our firm number, 334-262-8200, ask for the coaching division, and they'll patch you through uh, that. And, uh, you know, um, if they have any questions about anything, too, um, I'm at Tim at IsaacLifeFirm.com. Cool. And uh, they can also go on our website at www.IsaacLifeFirm.com. Uh, cool. And we'll, pull, we'll share all those links, too, when we repost uh, the interview from today and stuff. So, cool. so they can find it at Pensacola Business Radio. So, man, thanks for coming in. I, hey, I really man. appreciate it. It's, it's, been, it's been a blast. Thank you. Awesome. All right, you guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. You can find us at live stream on PensacolaBusinessRadio.us or, uh, man, you just look up Pensacola Business Radio. We're there. We're Instagram, we're there, Twitter, man. we're all over the place. Uh, this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.